So what is my purpose? That's a question that I get asked so many times by people, and oftentimes uh, I smile when I hear that question. What is my purpose? That's a question that I hear a lot. Due to the kind of work that I do, I tend to attract a lot of people that come to me asking, what is my purpose? In this video, we're going to dive into the realm of purpose and the myriad of different expressions that it can have. So what is my purpose? That's a question that I get asked so many times by people, and oftentimes uh, I smile when I hear that question. Uh, the reason being for that is there's rarely one type of purpose for everybody. It's not a one-size-fits-all type of category. Instead, purpose is, um, it can fall into two categories from what I see. Category one is the more traditional typical definition of somebody is born, they find a vocation early in life, they commit themselves to mastering that, and they go through life mastering that process. Like sometimes if you see somebody who, uh, let's say they are an artisan, like they're just like a masterful potter, and they love pottery, and they've been, they studied at a, you know, a fine arts school, and they're basically creating pottery, and they're going to farmers markets and that type of thing. That's, that's their life path in a way. And it, is something that's defined, uh, mostly because what I've noticed is their identity center is defined. And this is something that um, kind of speaks to the fact that a lot of our personal design happens at the time of birth or even before we're born, which contributes to this. And for other people, myself included in this category, purpose is usually something that is a bit more ephemeral. It's a question that we ask many times in our life as our identity morphs and changes. As we go through various experiences, as we pass, pass through various seasons of life to experience a rich tapestry of variety, and from the variety of things that we try, we usually pick out one little kernel of truth. And this approach to purpose is more like weaving our own quilt over time, where we collect a patch from here collect a patch from there. And we tend to fall into this category of being a jack of all trades and a master of none, which has a negative connotation or a limiting connotation to it. But I would actually redefine that as being something called a deep generalist. So a deep generalist is somebody who can look at a big picture and they can look at a holistic structure and they can see how all the pieces and nodes of that structure fit together, which in my uh, experience is a very, very valuable role. If you have an organization, you know, you need to know how all the parts in that fit together, how all the different pieces of the ship contribute to each other to actually move the vessel forward in a desirable direction. And so in the first case where people have a defined identity, they usually find what they want to do uh, early on, or they find it maybe later on after having done something that was unfulfilling for a number of years, all of a sudden they find the thing and then they commit themselves to it. You know, living in Bali, I saw this a lot with people who uh, did something, they had worked some corporate job or they were in healthcare and then they found breath work. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, breath work is the key. Nervous system regulation is the key. And I want to go out there and I want to, you know, spread the word of this incredible modality and I want to help people uh, with their nervous system regulation. Now, the world needs a lot of people like that. They need people with these clearly defined purposes. Uh, and they can be uh, the envy of those who 
go through life with an undefined identity center and are often asking themselves, what is my purpose? So in that first case, um, it's usually a revelation. It's usually they'll come into contact with the thing that they're meant to be doing. Um, and that, like I said, can happen early in life, but it's more likely that it happens uh, at some sort of an inflection point in life where there's a dissatisfaction with whatever they're doing. You know, and oftentimes life too, the first 30 years of our life is generally past conditioning. So it's ancestral conditioning, it's upbringing conditioning, it's our own karmic imprints that are sort of defining us by our past, defining us by where we came from. And then after the 30th year of life in general, or you could say the Saturn returns to late 20s, anywhere from late 20s to early 30s, that's usually where there's a point where people break out onto, into their own. So this is a very common inflection point in life where people will begin to switch. Maybe they went to school for something, worked a couple years at a job, and they're like, that's not what I want to do. I want to do this thing over here. And then they end up on a completely different trajectory. They learn to master that. They educate themselves with as much information that relates to that. These type of people as well, um, they might find it easier to define what they do because it is discrete. Their challenge is to express their uniqueness in a category that, you know, a number of people are doing or is definable. So on one hand, it's easy to identify what they do. I am a breathwork facilitator. I am a yoga teacher. Um, I, you know, am a potter. I uh, am a caretaker. These type of roles. And then what, what the richness and the mastery comes in their own unique expression of it is taking that discrete role and beginning to expand it. And so that's one track. The other track that I was describing is people who go through life and they try out a very variety of different experiences, some enjoyable, some not so enjoyable. And they often find themselves back at square one a number of times in their life. They feel like, God, I'm back here again. I don't feel like I've gotten anywhere. Well, they have because all of these activities or things that they've tried are going into a subconscious memory bank and they're actually forming a holistic superstructure in the background a lot of time. And when I do readings for people and when I sit down with people, especially the people with the undefined um, identities and they come to me and they're like, what's my purpose? And I start pointing out all the things that they've done in their life and how it's contributing to a certain direction or aim. That's usually when the eureka happens. Oh, okay. Now I see this because we're at a very interesting time in history. We're at a time in history where a lot of old institutions are no longer providing solutions. They're no longer holding their weight. And there is this birth of something new, something that's radically different than anything we've experienced, but it's still kind of under construction. And it's still not really um, sprung its roots into the world to the degree where it's, it's, it's kind of penetrated society at large. Instead, it kind of lives as a vision within people's hearts and within people's minds, but it's not something that they can fully articulate yet. Or um, they can articulate very vaguely, and a number of people would say new paradigm or heart-led or something along those lines that kind of speaks to this thing that's obvious to certain people out there who are like, yeah, you know, things should just be an expression of what we enjoy doing. Now, these type of people their challenge is taking the myriad of different experiences and actually creating some sort of a discernible structure with that. Now, the difference between them and the people who had a very clear path to walk 
is that their work is about taking a lot of different things and creating a discrete offer from there or a discrete path. Because often these type of people can get lost in things that are too big or things that are too complicated or have too many parts in the mix that don't relate. So their process is more about a distilling out the essence and a piecing things together where those things fit. And so this path to purpose is generally where I see people sometimes in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s, where they're just starting to make those clicks happen. So it does not usually happen earlier on in life for people because, uh, like I said, the first 30 years is largely governed by our past. And then when we start to individuate and start to come into our own, um, we're still experimenting and exploring. You know, I love the quote by Carl Jung who said, you know, life doesn't begin until you're 40. Up until that point, it's just field research. Uh, For me, that rings very true because I am a perpetual experimenter. Now, when I discovered this role of deep generalist and when I started to uncover that there is this idea of purpose being taking many things and synthesizing them into your own unique expression and defining that into a discrete offer, it makes so much more sense and it adds a lightness and a levity of things. And even when I go through the natural like troughs of a cycle where I feel like I'm back at square one again, um, I can do that and rest assured that all of the pieces I've been picking up and all the experiences are sorting themselves out into their rightful place. So in many times, you know, these type of people will have creative outbursts and then there'll be sort of a, a trough that they can get uh, caught up in the complacency. And it's, remembering that during those times of boredom and complacency, that actually that's the time where there's digestion happening on a level that we might not be aware of. There's a ton of stuff going in, going on on our energetic digestion level and in our subconscious mind that only expresses itself later. And so, um, you know, we have to move with these rhythms in life where it is moving out and expanding and then naturally kind of contracting and distilling out. We cannot always be output-based. That is a conditioning from society that I think wears people away over time. It either depletes them energetically or it starts to veer them off on a disconnected path from what they enjoy doing, and they end up veering off more and more because they never take that time to sit down and reflect and ask themselves, you know, do I enjoy doing this? Is this actually creating to a positive benefit out there? And so it's important to realize, hey, I'm not always coming back to square one. Um, I'm actually coming back to a rest period of time. And this this period of time is a time of contraction. Uh, when I was in my early 20s, <clears throat> I had a friend who summed it up pretty good. And we'd, we'd be talking and I'd, be like, and I'd be like, hey, Mike, is today an expansion day or a contraction day? He's like, contraction day. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go home and play music. And if it was expansion day, it was like, yeah, let's go out and let's go like meet people and, you know, let's let's get things happening. Um, but, you know, when you hang around other people, too, it's like you, you kind of sync up in that rhythm. Hopefully, you know, if you're always off the other person's rhythm, uh, it can be a bit uh, challenging, especially when, you know, you're hanging out with somebody like, let's go out. And you're like, no, I want to stay in. No, let's go out. No, I, I want to stay in. That's sort of where that's, there's that disjointedness between the expansionary and the contractionary. Um, but of course, like I said, you know, society gives us Saturday and Sunday to kind of like flop down and relax and then expects us to be uh, doing our peak output Monday to Friday uh, nonstop. 
Whereas a lot of people have their own energetic signatures. Some people work very well in two-hour bursts, and then they need to just sit back and relax. Other people are great at basically starting in the morning, going till dusk, and then, you know, working hard, feeling satisfied, and and just uh, anchoring their head on the pillow at the end of the day. It's different for each individual, and that's what I encourage you to do is figure out your own rhythm with this. For me, using a system like Trifecta, which blends human design, gene keys, and astrology, you know, I can help people uncover their energetic signatures and what will actually work for them. Uh, The beauty of Trifecta, too, is it actually goes to a little bit of a deeper level. So you can think of normal astrology, tropical astrology, human design, and gene keys as looking at the personality level, like the person we are in the world, and trying to make that more harmonious. Trifecta goes to a deeper layer of who are we at a fundamental, essential level, and what is the ideal path for embodying that and for taking action in the world, assuming that we're already um, you know, perfect to start and that we're impeccable to start and that there's nothing wrong with us. It's just a little bit of mud that gets onto our brightness. Um, and so remembering that purpose can just be uh, an exploration for long periods of life and that eventually when we relax enough and when we let go of the elements that aren't serving us or the elements that are outdated and obsolete, that's when the actual purpose will reveal itself. Now, at some point, even that second type of person, the person with the undefined uh, identity center, they will land on something. Um, they're, they're usually the type that will be a synthesizer. So they're blending maybe many different modalities into one, or they're actually creating something new that's never been created before. You know, in my case, I've tried a, a number of different things, both in my career uh, and also in my entrepreneurial journey. You know, I started off with uh, astrology and uh, doing energy work, and that led me to um, a number of different things, being parts, uh, being a part of several different startups, uh, getting into brainwave entrainment and sound, uh, getting into uh, video editing and graphic design and creative work, uh, making music, um, you know, helping people with their business. Uh, actually, you know, building up brands and doing marketing. And then finally, now I've arrived sort of at my two signature things that feel good. One is this trifecta system, which is um, basically alignment for life, business and relationships, using that system to kind of tap into that ideal reality and make it happen. And the other thing is um, actually working with, with people and helping them as a partner in the long term for growth. And so both of these things are discrete offerings in a way. They're discrete, meaning that they're defined, but they allow me to have the richness of variety and the versatility of experiences that I've come to like and enjoy. So that is an example of how that second type of purpose, the one where the undefined identity can actually take a beautiful flourishing form in the world by becoming this mosaic or quilt of different experiences and really kind of creating something new. And if it takes a little bit longer, I completely understand. You know, that's, that's kind of the meant way it's meant to be. Can you accelerate that path? Yeah, but it's not by doing or trying harder. It's actually by following into a natural rhythm and actually listening better. And so know, knowing when to act and how to act versus when to rest and when to stay still in silence. So I hope this video was, um, informative for you and I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to uh, give me a like or, set, or put a comment in the description below. I also do have a free 
trifecta training video that goes over the whole trifecta system and how it works to address the core wound, uh, your purpose, <laughs> your life path, and prosperity. You can find the description for that also in uh, in the description below. You can find a link for that, uh, which will also get you onto my newsletter, which I highly recommend because that's where I put out my best content, my longest form content, and that's also where I keep you up to date with developments happening in my world. And really, what I want to do is I want to foster a community of people who really feel passionate about plugging into a new paradigm that is heart-led, that is um, full of life force and vitality and really contributes to building a positive future. So I hope you enjoyed this and I'll see you in the next video. Take care.